This, 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 this is mythical. We're so excited to introduce you to Great Jones. Great Jones makes high-quality, thoughtfully designed cookware that's so stunning, you won't want to put it away. From Dutch ovens to ceramic dishes to non-stick sheet pans, they've got you covered. Heck yeah, they do. Their products come in a variety of amazing colors, from classic black and white to pinks, greens, yellows, and blues. And the best part, Nicole... Everything's non-toxic. Josh, I've been in the market for a kettle for months. Yeah, I've heard I've, you talk about it a weird amount. Yeah, I've bought like a bunch, returned a bunch, but I just got my hands on the Great Jones Fellow Kettle collab, and I got it in the color broccoli, and I'm so excited to make artisanal teas and coffees. I'm trying to get on my coffee game right now, and I'm mm. so excited to use a gooseneck kettle. We have no idea. I'm excited to use their yellow hot dish, a.k.a. casserole dish. Shout out to Minnesota and Fargo, North Dakota. Uh, but right. I'm, I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, I'm an adult. I should have nice vessels to serve food out of sure, instead of just serving it on like stainless steel restaurant style things. And I like it. It's cute. It's got a good design. Bakes really well. Holds heat. I'm in, baby. And once you try Great Jones, you'll want to share it with friends. They make stunning gifts that are actually useful. Weddings, housewarming parties, birthdays. It's the perfect gift for the foodie in your life. So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code SANDWICH. That's greatjones.com, promo code SANDWICH. I usually try to look on the sunny side of things, but a debate like this one, I don't get over easily. Now, before you say anything, Nicole, because I'm going to let you finish, but Beyonce had one of the best ways to cook an egg of all time. Uh, th this isn't actually about Beyonce. It is about eggs. So today we're coming out of our shells and we're cracking the code on what's the best way to make an egg. <laughs> This is a hot dog, it's a sandwich, and the longest intro of all time. Ketchup is a smoothie. Yeah, I put ice in my cereal, so what? That makes no sense. A hot dog is a sandwich. A hot dog is a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> what? Welcome to our podcast, A Hot Dog is a Sandwich, the show where we break down the world's biggest food debates. I'm your host, Josh Sher. And I'm your host, Nicole Hendizada. And today, Nicole, we are taking on... Wow, what a controversial subject. I don't think this is controversial Are at you all. kidding me? They say, Nicole, they say that every pleat in a chef's toque represents a different way to cook an egg. Who's ever said that? Have you ever even worn a toque? Dude, no, literally never. never. Do ever. people, do ever, do chefs ever wear the old-timey French hats anymore? Uh, I think only the instructors do. Like, just to prove, like, I when I am an instructor. <laughs> but, like, I don't think people wear toques, actually, anymore. It, it's it's culinary school instructors and Chef Boyardee. And people that dress up as chefs for Halloween. And people that dress, like, they'll, yeah. they'll dress their kids as chefs, which is very adorable. That's so cute! Then they wear the chef's toque. Uh, so but, cute! But, no, what I'm saying is, like, egg cookery is something that is steeped in food, classical of training course. and all yes. that. And so, I mean, there are infinite ways to cook an egg across so many cultures. We did what came first, the chicken or the uh -huh. egg uh, before. And we talked about eggs. It's thousands of years old, the tradition of eating them. Mm -hmm. But Nicole, I'm asking you today, what is the best way to cook an oh, egg? Oh, man, this is a really, really tough one for me. Controversy. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a simple girl, you know? I might not act No, you're simple. not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a simple girl, <laughs> and I like my eggs cooked over medium. That's what it, you. That's what yeah. you're taking for the best way to cook an egg. Yes. You have eggs on cook cut, eggs. No, you I don't have... need all that. I don't need all that to be satisfied. All I need is one egg cooked over medium in a skillet with a little bit of neutral oil. That's all I need, and it's perfect, and it's simple, and it's jammy, and it's set, and it's just, it's just perfect. That's the best way to cook an egg. Poached. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm like a, poached. I'm a poached egg. I, I think I think what an over medium egg does. Okay, let's break this down. Yeah, what is the, what is the purpose of an egg? Sustenance. No, it's to be sexy. 
Eggs are not sexy. Eggs are the sexiest food. Not to... eggs are chicken periods. What's sexy about that? Oh, that, oh, are they? <laughs> is that biologically accurate? Yes, they're chicken periods. Yes. chicken menstruations. It's, it's, it's the release. Yes, but you know, it's... do you know how female bodies release an egg during? Yeah, it's the same thing. I recently did find out that women lay eggs. <laughs> I I did find out that that I was watching Borat, uh, the documentary film made by Sasha yeah, Baron Cohen. The real documentary. Yeah, it's a real documentary. And there was a woman that laid an egg in that video, and um, and so I'm pretty sure. Uh, no, I, I do think, okay, not to, to go into the gross history of okay. men comparing um, sexiness and food and all that, but okay. to me, like, the reason I love eggs is because they, they like, wiggle and wobble on the plate, mm-hmm. and then you cut into the yolk. I mean, yolk porn is a genre of food Absolutely. on the internet, Absolutely, right? it sure is, yeah. And so, for me, a poached egg gets you that yolk porn in a way that an over-medium cannot. I know why you think eggs are sexy. Why? I, it literally has to do with the bio, bio, biological... I don't like this. It's getting into weird territory. No, no, Let's run serious. with it. No, I'm being serious. So sexy has to do with sex, like right? reproduction, the purpose yeah. of creating yeah. life. And an egg is the symbol of fertility. Yeah. Fertility, sex, sexy, egg, yolk porn, drop mic over medium eggs. Why do I also find ham sexy? <laughs> no, but I, I think I think there is something there's something that's like uh, unctuousnessness yeah, of no. a poached egg that you can't get with, a, with an over medium egg. Why over medium still has a little bit of that? No, but it's it's flatter with a poached egg. You drop the egg into the water and then it all kind of like seizes up and it forms like it spherifies if, around the yolk in a way that you don't get with like the flat cookery of an over medium egg. It, but it still it still gives you a good pop. It still gives you a decent pop. Still and you, you still not, get that run. We're, talking, we're not talking about decent. We're not talking about good. We're talking about the best. But not all eggs have to be yolk porny to be the best. No, that's true. Have you ever had a scrambled egg, young man? (laughs) I've heard of them. Uh, No, but I mean, that's, you know, it depends what you're looking for out of your eggs. Yeah, that's true. Because the majority of the eggs that I eat, Mm -hmm. they're scrambled hard. Because yeah. that reminds me, hoard. They're scrambled, dead, hoard <laughs> yeah. in the pan. Uh-huh. Uh, because that's what I grew up eating at like diners. Right? You go to Denny's, you get sure. the scrambled eggs, or an that, omelet. Yeah, or yeah. like an omelet, yeah. like a nice brown cooked omelet. Yeah, brown. Yeah, the, it's got to be brown. caramelized egg omelet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, like the type that my nana used to make. Sure. You know, in the Pocono, in the Pocanoos. When you go out there, it's so like eggs, a lot of it, a lot of what I actually eat is rooted in nostalgia. Mm-hmm. But when I was thinking about this, like the best way to cook an egg, I came to poached and I don't see any advantages in any other eggs that have huh. over poached. I think poach is an absolutely amazing way to make an egg. I do think it's a little bit intimidating for, it for, is. Some, for some people. Mm. I actually uh, had a mass text with people, uh, copy and paste it, and it was how to poach an egg because I was asked so many times by so many different people that I literally had a note in my phone that was how to poach an egg. And I would <laughs> break it down. I would talk about making a vortex. I would talk about the vinegar. I would talk about the salt and all the things that go into making a proper poached egg. And I'd be like, send me a video. So I had a collection of people making poached eggs and showing me their yolk porn. You have a whole like folder in your phone. I did. I did on my old phone. Of friends making poached eggs. Yeah, because they would always ask me because they're like, I want to learn how to make poached eggs. And I said, here's how you do it. It's much easier than you think. Don't be intimidated. Go for it. I do think there's something simple about just throwing an egg in a hot skillet. It's true. And it's, it's low touch. Ease and accessibility. I'm a big fan of ease and accessibility, even though I love fancy stuff like uh, what's the egg in the glass jar? The eggs, that's a f- Sheer- cocotte, right? Is that cocotte? Isn't that cocotte? In the little glass jar? Yeah, that has like a little bit of, a lot of people like eggs that do like a little potato puree mm, on the bottom yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a sexy way to eat an egg. That's that- a very sexy way to eat an egg, but I'm not talking, it doesn't always need to, food doesn't always have to be sexist, sexy, <laughs> sexist. Food doesn't always have to be sexy. Sometimes food is just for sustenance and we know that as it's chefs. True. Yeah. And that's a big, I mean, so <laughs> like 80% of our meals in the kitchen. So I to break down- 
to break down how we eat in the kitchen. Um, you know, sometimes we'll get food catered and we'll all enjoy like a nice salad, but mm-hmm. a majority of the time it's rooting through our fridge to find leftovers that we can just like snack on throughout the day as we do our work. And um, 90% of that food is just, you know, the five dozen eggs we have in our fridge. Mm-hmm. And so the amount of eggs that we all eat in the kitchen, it's, I mean, absurd. And I'm I, trying to think of how we all cook our eggs. I eat at least four eggs a week. I do. I eat like four eggs a day. You eat a lot of eggs, but that's because you have your your mass. You have large. Your mass. I don't say you're massive because you're not massive, but you yeah. contain well, a lot of mass. Like statistically, I'm like on the larger side of humans. Yeah, and like and like you need that, and you work out so much, so like you need that like stuff. I'm just eating eggs. Yeah, eat eat, <laughs> I'm just eating eggs. Eat eggs. My dad also is like the biggest like egg chef ever. Like really? he he is passionate about breakfast. My dad is the best breakfast maker of all time. His hash browns are always brown and crispy. Mm. His eggs are always perfectly cooked. Literally, he's the egg man in my house. There, there ain't nothing like a dad cooked egg. A dad cooked Maybe egg is the best cooked egg. That's the best. And not to, you know, parent, single mother families, you can have dad cooked yeah, eggs too. of course too. you can. A mom can cook a dad cooked egg. Of course. A child can cook a dad cooked egg of too. Of course. You just gotta, it's, like, it's like the dad pancake where it's like a little burnt, but you like it. Yeah. It's a little my, burnt, it's a little doughy. My dad's scrambled eggs is just beautiful because uh, a lot of the times in Persian culture, we put a little bit of turmeric in our eggs. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the times we put sliced tomatoes in our eggs and we cook the tomatoes in the turmeric oil and then Ooh. crack some scrambled Ooh. eggs on it. It's really, really good. But uh, yeah, dad cooked eggs are really special. My my, The strongest memory I have of dad cooked eggs, mm-hmm. like my dad did not know how to cook, but he would like try with certain things. Mm-hmm. And you know, I think he was a short order cook like in college at some random diner. Oh, no you way. Know? Okay. Yeah, and he would talk about how they at this <laughs> diner, they used to, uh, they sold muffins that got, you know, pre-made in a bakery uh-huh. and they would ship them to this diner. And then the way they would serve them is they would cut them in half and then just griddle them in a ton of clarified butter. I know oh how good god. does that sound? Oh, clarified butter and a muffin. Oh my god, gorgeous. Oh, just, okay. The sugar starts coming. But anyways, the dad cooked eggs. What what we would do is every weekend we would, you know, just take whatever leftovers were in our fridge mm-hmm. and we would chop it up and put it into just an unseasoned brown <laughs> egg omelet. Yeah. And I remember so much we would take um like a leftover steak and it was always like bad steak. Do you know cube steak? Yeah, of course. Yeah, the cubes, one that's gone through the through the machine. Through the mechanical tenderizer. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Of so course. we would we would take like some leftover cube steak that we had. Mm-hmm. We would cut it up super fine. We would chop up fresh jalapeno and then the Mexican blend cheese that mm-hmm. you and I both grew up eating in our yeah, home. We sure did. Yeah, the the like generic brand, not yeah. the same craft. This ain't even Lucerne. No. no, the store brand, baby. And you'd put that into the just like this brown egg omelet, um, and it was just like perfect. And it's such, a, I've like remade that dish for myself just because it's so nostalgic. No, for so me. nostalgic. Yeah, my dad makes it like once a month, and I'm just like, thanks, dad. Like it reminds me, I'm like, you're that's why you're my dad because you make the best <laughs> eggs. How about the fancy eggs? How about the French omelets mm. and stuff like that? I think uh, Chef Ludo Lefebvre. Is that how you say his name? Le fe- uh, Chef Ludo Lefebvre. Chef Ludo Lefebvre. Uh, Ludo Lefebvre. He, petit trois. He made, et trois mecs. Yeah. Petit trois et, et le Ludo Bird. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so the, this is a, a French chef in Los Angeles who, who makes one of the most incredible omelets I've ever had. Yeah. I mean, it's just the most gorgeous. It's an unctuous omelet. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. And I think people have recently realized that eggs are cool again. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain because it. Because they're sexy. Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh-huh. I mean, they're just... Super- you know, I missed egg day on culinary school day. Did you really? Yeah, I missed egg day. I feel like that's day. the reason you go to culinary school is for egg day. I missed egg day and I tried to make it up and they're like... Hmm. You just go. Like you got it. We're just gonna give you a B plus. And I said, I want to learn eggs, so I just kind of taught myself eggs. But making a French omelet is one of those things that's like really impressive. Yeah. When you can make a good French omelet or like soft scrambled eggs, mm-hmm. that's like a really impressive like cookery of food. Also. I think I'm starting to agree with you on the poached eggs things because my like go to meal when I'll try to impress a guy was always eggs Benedict. Mm-hmm. So. 
Because it is sexy. It's a sexy dish. You go to the IHOP, Josh. you get the eggs Benedict, and you're like, "Wow, that's a sexy IHOP." <laughs> Josh, I'm starting to think that actually my answer might be poached. The, the answer is poached. Ugh. To be clear, it's not. That's understandable. But I mean, that said, there are other egg dishes out there because French omelet was my other answer. Damn it. Because I love what what separates a French omelet from the American omelet, right? I talk about like the the browning on the outside of the eggs, <laughs> like yeah. the omelets my dad would cook. You yeah. Go to, you know one. Crazy ADHD aside, IHOP um, puts pancake batter into their omelet mix. What? Yeah. So I used to get. No, they don't. They do. How I do swear. You know that? They like disclose it. They're they're they think it's a good thing. They're not running from it. They're like, that's what makes our omelets extra light and fluffy. And I'm like, what do you mean light and fluffy? You're adding flour and. Well, it doesn't. Kenji Lopez add cornstarch to his. Kenji Lopez adds a little bit of cornstarch to his eggs, so maybe there's something to mm, it. Maybe there's something. to and it. And I love the chicken fajita omelet at the IHOP. <laughs> <laughs> they put the paste salsa in uh, the omelet. I haven't been to an IHOP in a cool minute. I'm sorry. But anyways, what happens uh, with a French omelet is mm-hmm. the whole goal is for it to be a, the pale yellow color, yes. right? Yes. So there's supposed to be no browning on it from the mm-hmm. butter. And then the inside texture of the omelet, it's typically rolled in like a um, a tripart. Is that a term? Yeah, it's like rolled it into like now. thirds, right? Uh, it is now. Yeah. It's rolled into like a tripart and then it's uh, served. You typically rub some butter on the outside of yep. it, maybe a little bit of flaky salt. But the inside is supposed to have the texture of – there's apparently no literal translation to this. Mm-hmm. But it's, a, I believe, bavuz. And mm-hmm. bavuz kind of means like dog's drool. Like that, you know the you know the thick drool that's on the outside of a dog's mouth. Yes, <laughs> when it has rabies, you know. Yes, is that true? <laughs> this is I swear. Why are you this doing is... so much like egg BS right now? It's crazy. There's pancake mix in the IHOP. There's dog drool. That's in the beauty the of eggs. Omelet. That's the beauty of eggs. There's so many ways to cook them, and there's so many weird codes yeah. of what people want. And so at Petit Trois, the restaurant Nicole is talking about, they like lit the LA culinary world on fire yeah. with a simple French omelet stuffed with boursin cheese, <gasps> which is like this. The best cheese. It's French cream cheese, is it's what it is. With like herbs in it. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. it's like you get the uh, Philadelphia chive cream cheese. Yeah, it's, it's that, but like times like 15 in terms yeah. of flavor. Yeah. And they take that and they put it inside this this French cooked omelet that has that bavuz dog's drool unctuous center. Mm-hmm. And then the boursin cheese, they serve it with some dressed greens. They put some chives on it. It's the most beautiful dish. And it's uh, three eggs that cost $18, which is absurd. But that it said, you absurd. also pay $30 for a cheeseburger at this restaurant. Exactly. It's um, for the sea. It's for the sea. It's for, it's the, for the food. The, it's for the cookery. It's for the cookery. Yes. Also, I had a really great burnt basque cheesecake there once. Oh, my, oh my God. God. Oh, my God. I miss that place. Um, but anyways, so the French omelet to me is one of the best ways to cook an egg mm-hmm. uh, because it almost satisfies that like kind of sexy wobbliness of a poached egg, yeah. except you get this like awesome culinary cookery, you know, in yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Live Nation presents Concert Week. From now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 summer shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Dude, I'm going to 21 Savage with my nephew, Keon, and we are so hyped to see him. You have no idea. Uh, well, you're doing that, Nicole. I'm going to be storming through the party like my name is El Nino because I'm going to be seeing Sum 41. <laughs> skate Punk is back, and it's not Pop Punk. It is Skate Punk. But also, they have so many more artists to choose from. You got Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant. Nicole, you're not ready for this one. <gasps> Who is it? The Kids Bob Kids, baby. No way. <laughs> Grab your tickets now through May 14th to see all of the artists you love all summer long for just $25 each. That's right. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. That's LiveNation.com slash Concert to buy now. 
But then there's other omelets, Nicole. Whoa. Oh, there's what, other omelets. What, what do you mean? And, okay, so I also... What are you talking about? I'm talking about uh, omu rice. Oh! Japanese omu rice. Oh, I've Japanese never had omelet. that before. Have I have had, had it, it once at a an, an izakaya in Torrance. Torrance is... A lot of people in LA, they'll go to Little Tokyo. You go to Sawtell Japantown, which mm-hmm. was formerly called Little Osaka. Yep. But the largest concentration of Japanese people in Japanese restaurants are down in like Torrance, mm-hmm. the South Bay, Gardena, that whole area. And I went to an izakaya there, which is like a Japanese like gastropub drinking yeah. hall kind of thing. And they had omu rice. So omu rice is very similar to a French omelet in, this, in the sense that the inside is like just molten egg mm-hmm. come up to temp. And then the outside is a thin cooked egg skin. But what they do with the proper omu rice is they will somehow like seal it like a purse. Yeah. They seal the molten inside with this outside egg skin and then they pour it over rice and they take like a knife like a scalpel and they run it down the edge of this omelet and the belly of this omelet flops open. You get this like liquid egg cascading. Yep. Have you ever tried to do it? No, I'm no, I'm too intimidated. I can't. I'm not that talented. Impossible. I'm talented. I'm not that You're very talented. talented. I'm not that talented. No, that's a different level. That's a different level of like shokunin yeah. artisanal artistry. Too, that is just uh, like you have to dedicate at least like 20% of your life to learn how to do that. Yeah. And I don't want to do that right now. I don't want to. I got, I got about 4%. Yeah. I'm going Shark Tank math on this. <laughs> leave it to the experts. You know, just leave that part to the experts. Sharks, I'll sacrifice 4% of my life to learn how to cook this Japanese omelet. Sharks, for 10% equity in my egg business. <laughs> uh, I every night for so I talked about how much eggs I eat because I'm a large person <laughs> and I'm trying to stay like large, you know. Uh-huh. Um, in charge. Uh-huh. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Um, I every single night for a period of maybe three months, I would cook myself a three egg French omelet. Good for you. And I and I just tried to perfect the technique. Um, and I got like pretty dang close, and I was like really proud of it. And I still do it sometimes. So like that is another way that is a huge go to for egg cookery for me. Oh my god, have you ever had a like toast? Toast soldiers and you dip it in the egg? I've never, I've literally never, oh. despite my grandma being like so British. Oh my God. You're talking about the egg in like the holder? The egg holder? What, yeah. is, what is the deal with egg holders? Oh my God, oh my God. It's like oh a candlestick that you pop a hard boiled egg in. If you want to talk about nostalgia, anytime I had a throat ache or anytime I had a sore throat, my mom would make that for me and it would like coat my throat and apparently it was supposed to make me feel better. Like the egg yolk, just like the fat in the nutrients I coating your throat? I guess. So literally she would just make it for me and I had my own custom cup a cup that had my initials on it <laughs> okay so so this is a <laughs> so this is a soft boiled egg right yes it's soft boiled egg and then you have little toast soldiers little just like toast points i guess but mine were always like uh you know just random lavash bed in like the fridge nice and uh you you kind of crack open the top and then uh the top is like barely set the white is like barely set mm-hmm. and then you crack it open and then you just dunk it in and it's like yolk porn times like five thousand. it's amazing mm-hmm. but i think that's one of my food memories that's one of my like nostalgic food memories too so i think that might be number three for me Mm. Wow, I'm just just I'm just rediscovering all the ways there are to enjoy an egg right now. Isn't it more beautiful? than anything else? Yeah, it's it, fun. Especially when you start going like kind of like country to country because we're we're talking about the French omelet, the omu rice. That made me think of Japanese tamago yaki. I was gonna bring that up. Oh, wow, girl. I just love the intensity of flavor that mm-hmm. uh, it has. Yeah, it's just be it's a beautiful symphony of flavors like the mirror and the dashi, the sugar and the egg. Mm-hmm. It's just. It's just so well-rounded and it's beautiful. Uh, do, you ever, <laughs> do you ever see Jiro Dreams of Sushi? Of course, yeah. There's that scene where the dude has been apprenticing for Jiro and talks yeah. about how you can't work for Jiro unless you're able to wring out a towel full of boiling water with your bare hands. Dang. Which I feel like I'm ready. 
Oh yeah, you you you've been proud. You've been shucks. I've been dedicating twenty percent of my life to be able to bring out a hot towel to work for Jiro Jiro's sushi. Jiro, I'll devote ten percent of my life. Um, but there's that scene where the apprentice, after like ten years and hundreds of attempts, he finally gets the tamago yaki right. Yeah. And apparently, like on the first try, Jiro spits it out, and he's like, "This is trash. Go back to work." And he starts breaking down, crying. And this yeah. isn't even when we think of sushi, like especially at you know that level of Jiro, like he's going to these octopus fishermen that have been fishing the same hole for octopus for a hundred years. Amazing. And he found that massaging an octopus for exactly an hour, ninety-seven minutes is what makes it the best. But this is this ain't like raw fish preparation. This is eggs. This is eggs. You know? And that shows like how difficult it is and how much precision it takes to cook eggs properly. It sure does. But, like, and we tried to make tamagoyaki, me and Trevor. You did. But you know what? There's there's ways you can still satisfy the craving of tamagoyaki without having the artistry behind it. You just put sugar in eggs and scramble it up. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> pretty much. Uh, so we talked about the best ways to cook an egg. Let's talk about the worst ways to cook an egg. I might have a really hot take here. Oh my God, what is it? Sunny side up. I believe okay, that yes. sunny side up might be the worst way to I cook an egg. I hate sunny side up eggs. I mean, there, there's like a lot more um, egg fudgery going on, like uh, cloud eggs. You seen that? Oh, ew, cloud eggs. Ew, ew. What? They what they do is they whip egg white into like an unseasoned, unsweetened meringue, Ugh. and then you you pop it That's onto like a sheet. It, it's it's cl- cloud eggs, more like cloud eggs. Wow, funny girl. It's a joke for three people. Uh, Ten points for Gryffindor. <laughs> then you like put the yolk inside this nest of gross egg foam, and then bake it, and then it. It makes no sense to me. It makes no sense to me. But to me, sunny side up eggs are are kind of, they look very pretty. And there was an era in restaurants where every fancy burger got a sunny side up egg. So many dishes were topped with a sunny side egg because it looks cool on the gram. But to me, you're always going to have either unset whites. And I've I've tried so many ways of cooking it, right? And if you put a lid on it, you put a little bit of steam in the pan, it clouds the yolk. Yeah, it clouds the yolk. Mm -hmm. And so that defeats the purpose. You might as well just make an over easy egg and flip it. Yeah. uh, Which I agree with. And I love over easy. I especially love over medium eggs. Mm -hmm. um, Despite giving me crap for it earlier. (laughs) I knew you did. I I know you do. It's a great way to cook an egg. But to me, sunny side up, you're, you're... sacrificing one thing for another. It, to me, it's like a cookie ice cream sandwich. You mm-hmm. either get cold cookies or hot ice cream. They can't coexist. What? I mean, cold cookies are good, though. <laughs> what? Cold cookies are good. Also, cookies, the engine- are, cookies are best deserve, served hot. No, no, no. The way that those ice cream sandwiches are constructed, the, the cookies are... The factory ones. Yeah. Those are the good ones. Yeah. I was... I Sorry, I have a vendetta <laughs> against people trying to make, like, fancy ice cream <laughs> so cookie sandwiches. Yeah, okay. Have you ever been <laughs> to Diddy Let's talk about Reese? this now. Have you ever been to Diddy Reese? This is exactly... Okay, Diddy Reese works. So, Diddy Reese is a place in Westwood, Los Angeles, where mm-hmm. Nicole grew up and I went to college. They serve uh, ice cream cookie sandwiches for what? Like... a dollar seventy-five, maybe? a dollar seventy-five. Cookies are, like, 30 cents. Um, they are the world's most undercooked cookies. I love them, Me, though. too. Which is why they work for an ice cream sandwich. Exactly. Because you get a perfectly baked cookie and then you freeze it. That just turns hard and crispy and mm-hmm. then the ice cream flies at the back. But the Diddy Reese cookies, they're moving so much product that they got it. They can't wait for it to bake all the mm-hmm. way. No, they so you, can't. So you get a barely set cookie dough in the ice cream and then that is what makes sense. Josh, have you ever had a pickled egg? Bro, wait, hold on. <laughs> you Ch- like changing my answer. You like pickled eggs, huh? I Pickled eggs from Philippe, the original in yeah, Los yeah, Angeles. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. eat it in your car. <laughs> I yeah. do. Yeah, yeah. Um, pickled eggs are fantastic drinking food, especially the purple ones. People don't know. People are like, ew, pickled eggs. Mm-hmm. Why would I ever do that? 
pickled food, even like weird stuff, like pickled shrimp is delicious. Pickled shrimp. Oh, pickled, pickled eggs are delicious. I don't know. What are some other weird things? Oh, man. Pickled, I've eaten pickled pickled, pickled mussels are really great. Oh, oh yum. Bro, the Lebanese pickle, pickled turnips. Oh, yeah. All oh, the time. Oh, my God. All the time. Pickling food is cool. And pickling an egg is really cool because you can like do the beet eggs. You can even like do other colors too if you really wanted to. I've never done it. But like imagine. Let's make a turmeric pickled egg. That'd probably be really great. Yeah. But I mean, think, think, think about <laughs> marinated eggs. Yeah, oh the, my god, ramen eggs. The ramen eggs. Ramen eggs. Oh, that's a great, that's a great, I... or like the tea marinated eggs. Oh my god, tea eggs. Oh my god. Tea Do eggs you are know, fantastic. I grew up god, having I love tea eggs. eggs. I grew up having tea Why'd eggs. Why'd you grow up having tea so, eggs? So uh, in in our culture, it's called tohomark Shabbat tea. So it's eggs you make on Shabbat, oh. and you leave it in, in a tea, and you leave it on a low flame what, for what's like the tea? hours. Uh, I don't know. Oh, <laughs> probably Persian tea. I'm guessing. Persian oh, but it, tea. it's like tea tea. You're not making like an herbal. Broth. No, no, no. This is just just tea, tea, just tea. And then you just let it hang out, and then you crack it open, and you eat it for Shabbat because you can't like uh, touch electricity. Not that I didn't touch electricity, but like yeah. it's like you know, it's like you let it go. Well, it's and like the when, same as cholent, right? Like a lot of these of, dishes. Yeah. That... Like you just uh, set and forget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a set and forget <laughs> egg. Except the one thing I don't like about the, those eggs is the gray ring around it that's mm-hmm. inevitable mm-hmm. when you hard boil an egg improperly yeah. but I still love that flavor of that and like opening the egg and it's like brown on the outside it's so good <laughs> typically I don't love boil like boiled in the shell egg preparations I mean I, I love a good soft boiled egg but it's just the the denseness of the white mm. but now that I think about it I love it sometimes I love my mom's go to breakfast is a hard boiled egg cut into four pieces salt and a crap ton of pepper <laughs> And I see you, and I'm just like, you're so cute. What you um, give me little hard-boiled eggs? <laughs> what say you of egg salad? I, I, I don't I, like I, egg salad. You don't like eggs? What? Why? I don't like egg salad. Just you just don't? I just don't like egg salad. Man, it smells weird. It's disappointing. That smells. Well, all weird. eggs smell weird. No, they don't. Oh well, yeah, egg smell smells especially weird. I don't. I I just can't wrap my head around an egg salad sandwich. Um, I I don't know why. I love these Japanese egg salad sandos that are yeah popping up everywhere because they put good. the soft-boiled egg <laughs> in, in the between middle? the egg salad. Yeah. This all oh, this puff. Bread. Yeah, my amazing friend Nima, who is a dentist that also is a chef, uh, like in his house. <laughs> Baller. He's he's the best. He makes those sandwiches and his egg salad sandwiches I like, but I don't like any other egg salad. Like I don't like the dill. I don't like the classic mm-hmm. American egg salad sandwiches. They remind me of like gas station food for some reason. Yeah, but gas station egg salad sandwiches are good. I get. There's literally <laughs> isn't there literally an episode of Futurama where mm-hmm. like Fry eats the egg salad sandwich and little creatures just hang out in his body. Yes. Was it tuna, or was it tuna? No, Whatever it was. Egg salad. Egg salad. Yeah, yeah, egg salad it's gets a punchline. It's a punchline yeah. for no reason. People yeah. don't know. They're no, judgmental. I don't like it. I can't. I can't. They sell hard-boiled eggs in the gas station, which you'd eat, right? Oh, now you're too good for <laughs> gas station eggs. Okay. May, uh, if I was in a pinch, yes. It's one of the, health, the, the healthiest, most nutritious options at the 7-Eleven. Uh, yeah, and so is water. Yeah. <laughs> but are you getting the water? No, I know you're getting the Gatorades. No, what I do is I, I, I mix all three of the Olay drinks. Olay? You like know the, the skincare? No, O-L-E, like Olay. Oh, like Olay, okay. It's the, like the horchata, the tamarindo, the jamaica, and uh-huh. the, or no, the orange bang. Okay, I like orange bang. Orange okay, bang, okay, yeah, yeah, I mix all of those. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's what I get as a beverage. That can't no, no, no. be good for you. Mm-mm, certainly not. And Tony then the Rumble. cream starts to curdle. The horchata uh, cream starts Josh, to curdle. Josh, why do you torture like yourself like this? I don't know, man. But the <laughs> okay. What do you think the worst way to cook an egg is? <sighs> okay, I give my opinion on the sunny side that I, I have not I cooked agree sunny, with you sunny on egg the sunny news. side. Uh, I mean, like in terms of egg preparation, mm. putting egg in a microwave is bad. <laughs> uh dude, my brother started. Po- he taught me how to po- <laughs> poach an egg, an egg in a microwave. microwave? Yeah, because he's like a he's like an office person. Oh no. And he, uh, yeah, he started just poaching eggs. And he's a big cook, you know. Yeah, he, he is. Yeah, we, we we learned from each other. And um, he started poaching eggs in a little a styrofoam coffee cup. Mm, mm. 
Okay. Doesn't Kevin O'Leary? Speaking of Shark Tank, I think Kevin O'Leary is that his name? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful. Mr. Wonderful. I don't know. I don't know if this is true or not, but I think he, in his coffee cups, his warm coffee cups, he puts mm. an egg in there, and by the time he gets to the office, his egg is cooked. Is that true? I don't know. I've heard of people in New York doing that. <laughs> like, like a my- Wolf of Wall Street type. Yeah, like yeah, I'm too yeah. busy to cook an egg. <laughs> Gotta put in a coffee cup. <laughs> Yes, exactly. I think I've heard of it somewhere. I don't know if it's like a if it's like a like a like an old wives' tale or something. But I really want to do it. You're saying the residual heat from the coffee in the mug just cooks the egg <laughs> softly over time. Yeah, I've there's heard, no way that happens. No, no, no. I for sure have heard of it somewhere. We have a full stove that can barely cook an egg. Josh, I want to do a test where we get a coffee cup from a bodega that is in New York, <laughs> and then we put an egg in it and we see what happens. I, I'm fully down. Th- that said, I just thought about the best way to cook an egg that none of us mentioned. What is it? Two words. Egg rolly. Is that what it was called? <laughs> oh, no. The little device that you put eggs in and it poops it out into an egg log? Josh, you... Done, done. Discussion done. It's the just, egg rolly. You just totally took this whole podcast and put in an egg rolly. <laughs> way to go, man. We're pooping eggs. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, Nicole, we've heard what you and I have to say. Now it's time to find out what other wacky ideas are rattling out there in the Twitterverse. It's time for a segment we call Opinions Are Like Casseroles! Opinions are like casseroles. They smell like eggs. And Nicole eats them. All right, first up, we got... What do you mean? You eat eggs. <clears throat> At Bar Doc Rye, here's an egg opinion. Nicole, you ready for this egg opinion? I guess. Make mini waffles out of eggs and shredded cheese, then put peanut butter on them. I like that they issued this as a command. Make mini waffles out of eggs and cheese. Uh, uh, have you ever, you ever waffled uh, some omelet mixture? Uh, I think so. I think I've done it here before, and I didn't enjoy it. I Yeah, speaking of, of ways that that are just not conducive to yeah. cooking a good egg, because yeah. you get the, the thick parts of the egg waffle, Ugh. they're going to be a little bit runny, and then the thin parts are going to be peanut nice butter? and overcooked. And then he's he's introducing the peanut butter with the cheese waffle egg mixture, and I don't know how that's going to taste. <laughs> mixture? My stomach rumbled so hard. <laughs> while Not out of hunger. Nicole and I just, just ate like a pound of cheese right before this. Um, <laughs> So if you're getting any weird vibes from the podcast today, it's just dairy hallucinations. Uh, <laughs> you're funny. My stomach rumbled so loud I it told, distracted me. I literally offered you three lactate pills. And you're like, no, I don't need them. No, I don't need them. No, I'm a man. I'm a man. I'm 40. I ain't take no lactate. Men are I got, 40? I got, I got three kids. All men are 40? Yes. <laughs> Okay. Uh, uh, I hate his opinion. I don't know. Well, I, I got I got one opinion. I, you said you don't I want to go back to this. You said you don't like egg salad. How do you feel about deviled eggs? <gasps> 
Deviled eggs are really fancy, it's and I love them. Just reconstructed egg salad. Who, uh, who said that? If you drop the deviled egg, you smash a deviled egg on the floor, uh-huh. it would just turn into egg salad. So you no. got the same flavor profile. No. What do you mean? No, it's the same I enjoy the way that you pick it up and you eat it. Okay. Also, it's cute. <laughs> egg salad. I like so grabiche. What's grabiche? Sauce grabiche. It is. It is. Or it's basically a French egg salad sauce. Oh, it's like creme anglaise, but not sweet. Well, except it's made with chopped hard-boiled eggs. So it's like finally minced hard-boiled eggs. You miss oh, you it, put like it the mustard. A, and You put it through a chinois. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. That it's before. just egg salad sauce. <laughs> okay. Uh, Matt Bessel says, fries always go on salads, especially steak salads and sandwiches. Got to represent Pittsburgh life. Pittsburgh! Permanti <laughs> brothers in the house, you got to get the spicy gabagool and egg sandwich. Pittsburgh! Uh, <laughs> Do they say that in Pittsburgh? I don't know. I just smell right. What do they call? Do they call themselves Yinzers in Pittsburgh? No. They, what? This is the Yinzer. No, maybe that's Cincinnati. I have no idea. Um, I know what they're talking about though. Do you, have you ever heard of Permanti Brothers? It sounds really familiar. It's they. They were featured on a lot of travel shows. Uh, I think I saw them on Man vs. Food with friend of the podcast Adam Richmond. Okay. Um, but what they do is they take you know a big old thing of just thick cut fries and they just slap it onto the sandwich on yeah. this like thin Italian bread. Yeah. Uh, and I got the spicy capicola and egg with the fries and they put coleslaw on it mm. and tomatoes. Um, that was really fantastic. I almost went to college in Pittsburgh. Oh wow! I'm so glad you did it. Almost went to Carnegie Mellon. I'm so glad. Wow! Isn't mm-hmm. that like a big deal? I don't, I don't know. It was, well, my strategy to get into a college was to try and use my ability to throw a heavy ball far. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so I was like, I'm going to try and use my shot putting skills to get into an academic institution that otherwise would not have me. And Carnegie Mellon was one of them. Is it an Ivy League school? No, it's one of those ones that like, they would probably say like, we're just out, we're just on the cusp. Yeah, I hear like, I feel like people are like, oh, she went to Carnegie Mellon. Like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's like, it's like one of those like higher up schools. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I'm glad you didn't because I probably wouldn't have met you. Yeah, so shout out to the almost there. Ivy. Shout out. We're gonna give a shout out to Washington University uh-huh. in St. Louis. Give a shout out to mm-hmm. Emory. Give a shout Emory. out to Case Western uh, Reserve, baby. Bryn Mawr. <laughs> That's Bryn something. Mar? That's a college. Nicole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's up, Williams? Okay. Okay. Uh, I think this is a great opinion because I love putting French fries in my sandwiches. Yeah. Yep. We're done. I forgot we we're talking about something. That's okay. <laughs> At Katie underscore Oster, the berries in coconut water trend on TikTok sounds good, but calling it nature's cereal really bothers me. Surely I'm not alone on this. You're not alone. You're not um, alone. My problem with that is, so what they do is they take <laughs> berries and they put it in a bowl and then they pour coconut water on it. I believe it was started by so uh, Brett Man Rock. Oh, maybe. I, believe I don't know. They're, they're a beauty yes, guru yes, person. Yes. Um, anyways, uh, they did this on, on on their TikTok and they called it Nature Cereal. My problem with that is that Nature Cereal is cereal. Nature Cereal. Exactly. Nature Cereal is uh, puffed rice. <laughs> yeah, literally. Like yeah. like Rice Krispies are literally just rice, rice. found in nature yeah. that you, put, you puff yep. and then you put milk on it or any milk alternative, which is... <laughs> Almond milk has two ingredients. It's uh, almonds and water. Yeah, or you can just put coconut milk. Or just put coconut, yeah, like uh, anything. It's yeah. uh, Nature cereal is also called cereal. So it's also that called Kashigolin. Kashigolin <laughs> crunch. Kashigolin is the real nature cereal. But people do have this idea of like one thing is natural, another thing is quote unquote artificial. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, what do you really mean by that? What do you mean by food being processed? Probably raw. I think people's context here is like nature is raw. I guess. I don't know. I, I don't know much about processed. the... the <laughs> Why are you laughing? Don't use the Instagram influencer voice. Why? It's, it's so, so effective. I make beautiful wraps with raw collard green leaves. Today we're going to make breakfast for my kids. <laughs> we're going to start with a little punch out of a Hello Kitty strawberry. And then I'm going to give that extra to my husband because he doesn't care about shapes. And he works so hard. Yeah. He works so hard. <laughs> Everything I make is inexplicably a bento box. Yeah, I have a great <laughs> idea. I want to make a cool bento box that's like uh, rose gold. 
Yeah, you'd probably become an influencer off of that. <laughs> okay, um. <laughs> good idea. Next opinion, Chloe Chuan says, soup equals thin sauce, sauce slash gravy equals thick soup. All out. You're correct. Yeah. All right, next one. At XJ835, gochujang is better than sriracha. This is, to me, one of the most fascinating uh, things that exists within the larger foodie culture is yeah. that we pick one hot sauce to fetishize from any region. So um, many of them are from uh, East or Southeast Asia. And then we go, this is the greatest thing. And then we eat another one of them that has existed for thousands of years. Yeah. And then we go, no, no, this is better. Hmm. The craziest thing is, you know, kochujang is, uh, I mean, it's, it's, it's Korean... Paste. It's a paste, it's yeah, a paste. and it's made with um, with like fermented sticky rice. Yes, um, and it's a paste. If you turn it into a sauce, I believe it's called chokotujang. Mm-hmm. It's the note of vinegar, so. yeah. which is really delicious. But uh, and sriracha is very delicious as well. But the crazy thing about sriracha is like it, it was started by a lot of people think it's a, a Thai sauce, and it mm-hmm. is named after a Thai island that yeah. they do make hot sauce on. But it kind of has nothing to do with um, you know the sriracha from Hoi Fong foods that um, we eat. Yeah, that's a, a Vietnamese um, you know immigrant to the God. What is it? The Irwindale. I it's in California, right? It's, it's in yeah. it's like East uh, East LA County. Oh, cool! Uh, and it's just it's made with California red jalapenos. Yeah. you know it's um it's kind of a very Americanized sauce that has now made its way back you know to like Southeast Asia and all across the world. Um, one isn't better than the other. I, I really enjoy both, and I think both are are. You know, used a whole lot. And my my thing is is better than sriracha in what context? Yep. Like I I think of gochujang as an ingredient for cooking more so than mm-hmm. I think sriracha is is like you can use it as an ingredient, but I think gochujang is more used as an additive in a delicious dish. Yes, more so than on the side, unless you're doing the sauce version, which mm-hmm. you mentioned. So. I don't think one is better than the other. I think they have different purposes. Yeah, and it, it's funny because, like, so many people will also put, like, harissa in there, right? Oh, harissa. I think harissa is closer to gochujang than sriracha is Because it's mostly used as, like, an ingredient. It's a paste. Yeah, it's, it's a paste. paste. Yeah, I mean, you could potentially dip things in gochujang the way that you dip in sriracha, but I wouldn't. I, that's we, just me. We need to start getting on the ketchup sambal. Oh, so, I love ketchup sambal. Ketchup sambal, it's the the sweet soy with those toasted chili, fl- the the like toasted chilies inside so of it. Oh good. my god! Shout out, shout Underrated. out to Dave and Jen, Underrated. friend of the show. He brought uh, such good. I think my first week here, he brought me this lemongrass sambal, and I was mm. like, oh my god, this is the this place is un- unbelievable. Yeah, the the Never varieties. Heard. I think that's the Balinese style sambal with oh the lemongrass god. in it. It was, it was um, unreal. Yeah, the uh, I mean the amount of different styles of sambal they have in, in Indonesia yeah. is like really freaking fantastic. Um, and they're all so, so delicious. Uh, but yeah, one hot sauce. You can't say it's better than the other. <laughs> At Bobby Denim Sweet, normalized chocolate-covered pretzels on a charcuterie board. Bobby, it sounds like you don't want to be eating a charcuterie board. I'm going to be honest. This is a great opinion. What are you, you talking think it's about? A great, well, I don't think it, it, it doesn't mesh with uh, the rest of That's not true at all. I used to work at a chocolate <laughs> store, and I used to make chocolate and cheese boards. And chocolate and cheese and cured meats all belong on the same board together. Even pretzels, because pretzels take the the uh, the chocolate aspect, and they also take the cracker aspect. So way to go, Bobby Denim Sweet. I love you. I you love you yes. love him. Okay, I love you. Strong words. Um, I, I kind of just defer to Nicole on this one. She Thank seems you. Opinionated. Thank you so much. Okay. <laughs> Bonsei says Wendy's is better than In and Out. It's just a falsehood. That's, I don't That's believe it. in that one <laughs> next bit. Next up, next up, at Two Way Ben on a cheeseburger, I would rather have chopped up bacon either in a jam or held in place by melted cheese because strips of bacon get pulled out in one piece, and the rest of your burger is baconless. 
True. Two-way Ben. And I feel terrible for, I feel like I've added to this problem hmm. by making several bacon burgers on the show and, and not huh. executing what Bobby's talking about. Um, I think you, well, you people have to remember that like we cook for camera a lot. And there's something very sexy about a strip of bacon yeah. that's leaning over the side of a beautiful cheeseburger versus a uh, dark jam. <laughs> I think that's pretty much it. Not even dark jam. So um, a place that executes this fantastically is the old Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. Jack in the Box. At Jack in the Box, what they do for their ultimate <laughs> bacon cheeseburger, <laughs> not only do they put the bacon strips on it, but they put the chopped up bacon bits. Mm-hmm. If you take the chopped up bacon bits, yeah. you can even do them cold, and you put them on top of the cheese on the burger. The steam from that cheese and burger meltage is going to kind of render the bacon a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that is probably the best way to... Eat bacon on a burger. I don't love that idea. I think the bacon jam. But then you're getting the sugar. I like and sugar. If you want the sugar, I like sugar too. I like sugar. I don't. Like- <laughs> <laughs> I like I like my bacon to be cured in brown sugar and sriracha. Actually, it's my mm, favorite. Mm, you like bacon. the candied bacon. I like candied bacon. Sometimes yes, I, I just want bacon to be bacon, man. That's okay. You know, but yeah, this is correct. I, and it's also why I don't like thick cut bacon on burgers. Yeah, thick cut bacon on burgers you can't enjoy. You need thin, crispy. Thick cut bacon most places I don't like. I want it thin and crispy. I okay, so I went to the Rose on Venice one time. It's mm-hmm. a great restaurant, and they just put they literally slapped down some bacon in front of us with two types of mustard, and we went to town on mm-hmm. it. It was really good. Mm, I like that though. Uh, next up, <laughs> Jubaka ninety says French dressing very slept on. People need to realize its potential. Uh, French dressing reminds me of my house. In like 2000, and my parents used to buy French dressing exclusively, and I'm like, stop giving me pink sauce. <laughs> so I don't like French dressing anymore. French dressing just tastes like straight corn syrup, vinegar, and tomato paste. It's to not me. good. Yeah, I, I don't. I couldn't tell you what it is in its actual context because I've only had it from you know like the wishbone. Uh, wishbone, exactly. That's yeah. the only one we buy. Ditto with like Catalina dressing. I don't even know if Catalina dressing. Do you even do you know what that is? Is it similar to French? It, it is, but it's like a deeper, darker red, and it kind of just tastes like. Ketchup, corn syrup, and vinegar. Cocktail sauce, kind of. Kind of, but no, no, even thinner and syrupier. It's like Ugh. it's like cocktail sauce mixed with Arby sauce. Oh well, it's Catalina don't dressing. Don't tell my dad. Um, French dressing, like oh, there are a lot of these dressings that are rooted in like like a real recipe. So Thousand Island dressing, the original recipe has like nuts and raisins and eggs. No way. Yeah, raisins. Was, I think yeah, it's like like chopped up dried fruits and it. <laughs> It's metal raisins in the salad dressing. Yeah. Um, awesome. <laughs> but then, you know, we kind of like translate that into like uh, little pickle chunks and ketchup and mayonnaise. Yeah. Um, ditto with like Russian dressing. Russian dressing typically has like fresh chopped bell pepper and, and all this. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know what the real version of French dressing is or if it matters, but I know the stuff in the bottle is not my preferred dressing. Yeah, I, li- exactly. I even like like jarred honey mustard dressing. I I'm love honey mustard dressing. I prefer it to real honey mustard sometimes. Me too. Yeah. Yeah, well, I'll dip my chicken nuggets in the honey mustard salad dressing. Yeah. The French dressing, maybe I need to explore that deeper. Yeah. All right. At Eric Roadfelt, from my, this is a twofer. For my 10-year-old son, Ollie, pancake is a taco. For me, I love you guys. Eric, oh. I love you and your son, Ollie, Ollie. even though Ollie's dead wrong. Yeah. Again, that's fine. Ollie, you're wrong, honey. You're Sorry. so adorable. And you're so smart. Uh, just not in this particular thing. A pancake's not a taco. No, but Sorry. you're so... <laughs> Keep trying, Ollie. You know, Ollie, if you send us an opinion a week, we will try our absolute best to say it, okay? No promises, though. Ollie, you, your heart is in the right place, and you are a fantastic young man, and you are going to grow up and be big and strong and realize that a pancake is not a taco, and that's okay. And I'm glad that your parent allows you to express yourself on a public forum like the internet. <laughs> and Nicole, I'm glad we're allowed to express ourselves. Uh, see how much sexy egg talk gets edited out of this point. Thanks, egg boy. <laughs> 
Uh, and on that note, thank you for listening to Hot Dog is a Sandwich. If you want to hear more from us here in the Mythical Kitchen, we got new episodes for you every Wednesday. If you want to be featured on Opinions or Like Casseroles, you can hit us up on Twitter at Mythical Chef or Zada with the hashtag Opinion Casserole. And for more Mythical Kitchen, check us out on YouTube where we launch new videos every week. And of course, if you want to share pictures of your dishes and show us your eggs, hit us up on Instagram at Mythical Kitchen. Show us your eggs. We'll see you next time. I am the Eggman. Man.